You get on that horse, you better ride. The best thing about being a teen girl is getting to have a cowgirl summer. Oh, this is the Pure Boys, a Christian podcast. But God told us to change. Oh, so for the summer we're watching cowgirl flicks. Oh, get in the action, feel the attraction. Horses and teens are what a dream. Oh, I want to be free and free to ride some horses. Man. I feel like a cowgirl. This is our summer theme song. Yahweh! <laughs> What's up, Fudgebackers? Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. Yeah, Fudgebackers. We love you. <laughs> we love you. You sound tired today, Johnny. You sound your yeehaw. You barely even took your hat off for it. <laughs> It's true. I need to muster some energy. I need to get some mustard, not ketchup. Put that mustard and, and onions ride. on your hot dog. You get you won't eat that hot dog, you better ride. <laughs> Hashtag what do you like on your hot dog? <laughs> we had a big conversation off mic and then realized we should be recording this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably the best conversation we've ever had, I think. Oh man, like the twists and turns that it took, you know? Like I like a plain <laughs> hot dog with ketchup on it. That's all. It's perfect. You don't need anything else. Johnny likes mustard and onions on his hot dog, which is fine, but it's not just ketchup, so well, I prefer a plain hot dog with cheese whiz, but See, that's if I'm at Costco, oh, mustard and onions all no. day. Just, just ketchup. That's all you need. And if, the fact that you said you would rather have cheese whiz on your... Like, you have the palate of a friggin' goat. You have the palate of a raccoon that eats garbage for a living. You have a palate of a five-year-old, and not Correct. a cool five-year-old, but, like, the palate of that, like, kid in the corner that stuck his hands down his pants all the time. <laughs> and smells them. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like Dino Buddy chicken nuggets, and I like just plain hot dogs with ketchup on them, and that's a cowgirl summer. I'm Zachariah Ty Bryant. <laughs> I'm glad we brought that up again. We can't, uh... That's just too good of a conversation i'm jonathan toilet toilet thank you yeah no you know you gotta just like like i said is before we started the show life is about monetizing your hobbies and creating content and that's really all there is to it there's nothing you don't have to complicate things just monetize the things you love till you don't love them anymore and then create content done you are contributing to the world yeah, anything that you uh, monetize will become a prison. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's correct. That's just the way society is. <laughs> and anything you You'll can do, I can do better. You'll never love everything forever. No, no. Yes, I pubes. <laughs> that I'll love forever. Now that's right. that's a throwback. That's a throwback <laughs> Thursday if I've ever heard one. <laughs> hey, before can we you believe? Can I bleed? Uh, well, only women yeah. bleed, as Alice Cooper once said, so no, I can't. <laughs> Let's prayer it up. Yeah, we're getting too deep into the episode. We gotta reel it back in and start this episode the way we start all episodes, with the Pure Boys Prayer. God, God bless, bless our, our podcast. podcast. 
God bless, bless all podcasts. podcasts. I, I love, love you. you. Oh man, that one was really good. I got like <laughs> I got like shivers doing that one. It felt like the Holy Spirit moved right through me. I think you might have cancer. Well, that is what happens when the Holy Spirit moves through you. And guess what? I'm a dumb idiot, and I'm not smart enough to beat cancer. So that's it for me. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. And any run in between. This week, oh, man. we're watching the 2016 pr uh, prequel to Hope's Legacy, <laughs> but it came out beforehand. <laughs> Christmas Ranch. Delicious Christmas Ranch. I think this is the order that these movies should be watched in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't disagree. Yes, and. Yeah. But I also think <laughs> that it makes me not like Lizzie nearly as much as I did in, in the last movie, in Hope's Legacy. Lizzie was like, I liked Lizzie in that movie. I was like, oh, she's like a good character. And this movie, I was like, I hate this spoiled 16 year old well you're supposed to though you get to see how much she has grown from uh the time of a teenage girl to uh the time of a fiance college graduate that's true and Her it kid. also is a crazy timeline then because then in the next movie she's 21 <laughs> like so yeah I kind of agree with her parents at this point. Like, I retroactively agree with her parents that maybe she is too young to be getting married. 21 is... That's pretty young. That's pretty... That's... If she was, like, 24, 20, 25 is when your brain kind of cements and you start to, like, oh, okay, this is how you live life. You kind of... Most people figure it out by 25, right? That's kind of like the age when you step up and go, oh, I'm an adult now. 21 is, like... You're doing dabs in a in a closet in Vancouver, just trying to like make it through the day. So I don't know. Yeah, it's freaky deaky Dutch young. It's not right. That's true. She loves gold. She uh, <laughs> we have to save her. She from talks herself. a lot about gold. This movie. She wants gold, just painted all over. Yeah, she's constantly peeling her skin off and eating it. She's a monster in this movie. Dutch hater. Uh, uh, but before we get <laughs> too far into this movie, we need to do everyone's favorite segment of the show. The Kevin Sorbo Read of the Week. You might feel differently after this uh, tweet, but I think this brought me back to loving <laughs> Kevin Sorbo's Tweet of the Week. Okay, here we go. China? Oh, you mean West Taiwan? <laughs> wow brave <laughs> i can't wait for i'm kevin. glad he said it uh, yeah i'm glad somebody finally said it thank you kevin you are a hero and i tip my pink straw cowboy hat to you just in case you missed that that was china oh you mean west taiwan <laughs> <laughs> this is not a it's political so podcast ridiculous. Not a political podcast. Kevin's trying to be inflammatory. He's trying to stoke a nuclear war between America and China. He doesn't care. Yeah, China. He, China. He doesn't care. He doesn't care that millions of lives will be lost in the upcoming nuclear China-America China war. He doesn't care. No, he wants it. He yeah. wants God's rapture. Because he's 57 years old. He's not getting enlisted. He doesn't have to fight. 
Well, these are the kinds of things that Kevin Sorbo's thinking about at 7.49 a.m. Wow. On June 11th. <laughs> That's a BM tweet, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Kevin. Oh, yeah. He's BMing the day out. Yeah. Oh, man. West Taiwan? Oh, he's taking a West Taiwan as far as I'm concerned. God, he's so funny when he's on the toilet. It's so weird that that's like a consistent thing for him. Just early morning dump tweets. Why yeah. is that, Kevin? <laughs> because you've read a bunch of his tweets, and either he's not tweeting inflammatory stuff later in the day, or he's not tweeting at all as the day goes on. So he wakes up, <laughs> he wakes up, and just sits on the toilet and farts out some stuff and then goes... Shut my phone off for the day. I've done the Lord's work. West Taiwan. <laughs> How do you like that? Screw you, world. I'm stoking this fire. That's right. I'm stoking it while I'm stroking it over here. Yeah, he's just like laying in bed with his uh, wife, just thinking how much he can stoke the fire. Then he goes <laughs> to sleep, and then he wakes up, and okay, world, I'm hitting you. I'm hitting mm-hmm. you hard with the truth. Do you think he like woke up in the middle of the night and was like, oh, <gasps> West Taiwan. Oh, I better write that down for tomorrow's BM tweet. China is west of Taiwan, and they are <laughs> intertwined in this global conflict. I mean, we recognize here on the Pure Boys podcast, we recognize Taiwan as its own country, as a sovereign nation, and free Tibet. More like and we East stand with China. Hong Kong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More like really far west America. Too true. Across too the Pacific, true, baby. Thank you. God bless you, Kevin Sorbo. Is Kevin Sorbo married? Yes, to oh. a woman. Oh, well, duh, of course. <laughs> He's married to himself and the cause. And the Lord. Yeah, that's true. He's definitely married to the Lord. Oh. That ceremony was litty. Oh, my God. Do you remember when Shawn Michaels, like, wrestled on behalf of God? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. He came down from the rafters and died right in front of uh, Kevin Sorbo and God. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Owen Hart. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> moving on. Owen Hart. <laughs> moving on. Uh, we don't talk about Owen Hart anymore. We don't. Rest in power. Raven power, dude. You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> Raven brand, dude. You're the best. But Shawn Michaels did do that in front of God and Kevin Sorbo you when they got did. married. Yeah, he gave, he gave God... Uh, several crotch chops but that was that was dx and that baby. cemented it undisputed uh ruthless aggression era that's what it was all about <laughs> well, this week we're talking about christmas ranch movie one in the hope's yeah. legacy saga i hope we get a third hope's legacy movie let's go let's god let's go let's god uh this movie is was directed as the last movie was by Douglas B. Maddox. And I wanted to, I, I found this out after we reviewed Hope's Legacy, but Douglas B. Maddox is the guy who plays the judge in Hope's Legacy, who judges the horse dancing, who's also at their wedding for no reason. So he's that really? guy. Yeah, he's also in this movie as a guy who, like a realtor who wants to buy the, the ranch. So either that realtor fell on hard times or he's playing two different characters. I like to think the realtor fell on hard times and was like, I guess I got to judge horse dancing competitions now. That's my life. Yeah, I think that's what happened. It's definitely not some kind of uh, 
saving money thing. No, God, no. He doesn't have any lines. He's just, I mean, he mouthed wow, but other than that, that's not, <laughs> that doesn't count as a line, I don't think. Well, Douglas B. Maddox, you done it again, you son of a bitch. You Dougie Maddox. I gotta shut my door real quick. Vamp. Yeah, shut your door. I'll vamp about uh, the state of the world today. Listen, hot dogs should not have ketchup on them. If you have ketchup on your hot dogs, you're a five-year-old little bee, and nobody should like you. You Shut up. You shut your mouth. You shut your dirty mouth. (laughs) Oh, I got him in rage, folks. That's right. You and your stupid poor family. We're getting Why don't to that. you go back to West Taiwan? That's right. And have a hot dog with ketchup, you soy boy. That's right, cuck. Uh, <laughs> this movie opens. Cuck it to me? Yeah, cuck it to me, baby. <laughs> movie opens with some nice shots of a fence, and, uh, and yeah, and horse toys that we see in Hope's legacy, in uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Lizzie's room. So I was like, oh, good continuity. Same horse toys. Wow. <laughs> connection, connection. And the fact that uh, the grandmother in this story is always tired and then she dies in the next movie. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. She's just like, oh, I'm just so tired. And all I could think was, this because you're dying. <laughs> Your body <laughs> yeah. is dying. You look 65. You're, you're going to die soon because you have cancer. <laughs> and you're not smart enough to beat it. Facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Definitely a Lizzie thing to say. Oh yeah, Lizzie is a real B in this. She's a real B in Apartment Twenty Three in this one. I know I made that joke in the last one, but that's fine. We can make these are connected movies. We can make the same jokes. It's fine. Yeah, and that was Big Red that was being a Liddy. Exactly. So we meet someone who is probably Grandma, and she's kissing a horse. And she's saying to that horse, if I was your mother, would I do this? And then she's kissing the horse <laughs> on the mouth. <laughs> Which tracks, like, you wouldn't yep. do that if you uh, she was the mother of there's the horse. A, there's a few, sh- like, moments in this movie where it's like, there's, like, some real romantic film work when it comes to these horses. Like, there's a part where, like, Lizzie's almost, like, thrown against the wall in, like, passion. <laughs> And the horse is there with her too, and I'm like, "What is? What's going on? Like, if you put different music over this scene, it would be a romantic scene. It's all the music's the only thing that saves it from not being romantic. It's bizarre. Oh, and also interspecies, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's yeah. not really related in <laughs> this tale. Yeah. So, but gra- uh, you should definitely do that. You should take that scene and put some romantic music. That's not a bad it. idea. Yeah, I, I could. Well, I don't know, that's a lot of work, but I could probably do it. You're right. Um, yeah. Grandma's looking sad. She's kissing a horse and looking sad. And then that horse is being led into a trailer, and then off to the glue factory. Bye bye, yeah. horsey. There was some whirring metal that I'm pretty sure that were some saws in that uh, trailer. I think it just gets <laughs> cut off right in the trailer. You think the trailer is the glue factory? Like she's, It's like a the trailer. make your own glue that pulls up to your house. You load your horse in. You get a, uh, you get a small bottle of Elmer's glue at the end of it, and your horse is gone. <laughs> yeah, it's called Portable Glue Factory. I like it. I think that's, that's a smart <laughs> idea. Do you think farmers would be offended if we drove up to their ranches and were like... <laughs> Hey, how's your glue situation? We can make glue right in the back of the trailer right now for you. It takes 15 minutes. costs $4,500. Yeah. It only costs thousands of dollars to turn your horse into glue. <laughs> oh, you mean you're not going to give me money so you can make glue? <laughs> no. 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 You pay us for the glue, buddy. 
Are hooves just naturally sticky when you grind them up? Is that what turns them into glue? I've never looked into how glue is made, other than I think you, you take an entire horse and it compresses it down into one bottle of glue. I think it's one bottle per horse is, is the ratio. Yeah, you have a bunch of alternating hammers that just squeeze the horse into glue. <laughs> yeah, then you throw that empty horse skin away at the end of it. And then you're yeah. done. You sell it to China or something. Ooh poor ass country yeah. and then like the weird kid in class eats it he just eats it in the back of class he doesn't care he eats the skin no he eats the, the glue? glue he's eating the glue next to his hot dog with mustard and onions on it gotcha boomja <laughs> isn't it insane how much glue gets eaten by little kids every year isn't it insane how much we talk <laughs> about glue in these horse episodes <laughs> it's all I can think about us that's what city folk has become. All we can think about when we see these beautiful uh, horses is glue. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with society, as far as I'm concerned. I just looked up, uh, how much horse is in glue? <laughs> <laughs> I think he meant to look up how much glue is in horse. How much glue do horses make? <laughs> so, here's a question on Reddit. How many horses does it take to make one bottle of glue? <laughs> Too many, probably, is <laughs> yeah. the answer. These look like joke answers, so I don't care. Oh, From the Elmer's, stupid. Yeah, who, who cares? Um, so, who's loading this? What do you think, though? Like I said, one horse. It's one horse per yeah, one, one small 3.5-milliliter bottle of glue. Yeah. One horse, one glue. That's why we're breeding so many gosh darn horses. Mm -hmm. And it's two horses per glue stick, because they got to make it stickier. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta compress it more. Oh yeah, you gotta squeeze every drop out of that horse. <laughs> the amount of hammers you need to make a glue stick is unbelievable. Oh my god, it's not even worth it, really. You're lucky you're buying them for $3 at the store. Like, you'd think you'd just, like, send the horse through the same hammer <laughs> uh, sequence again, nope. but you have to actually have a longer trail of hammers isn't it weird how you use glue so much in the first like 15 to 17 years of your life and then after that you just never use glue again <laughs> like i i can't even remember the last time i even looked at glue it's been for <laughs> like a decade plus since i even touched glue it is insane to me how much different a child's life is to an adult's life like, remember <laughs> doing the hokey pokey, like, almost every single day for, like, a couple of years? And being told that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's all you need to know. And there's, like, taxes. Yeah. There's other taxes oh, you need tax to know. Oh, the taxes on taxes. Like, there's if I just wrote the lyrics to the hokey pokey on my tax forms, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be good enough for the IRS. No. Why aren't they teaching kids about the socioeconomic conflict between China and Taiwan? Why isn't that yeah. a thing that's happening? Put it to the beat of the hokey pokey or the Macarena or whatever stupid dance that you want to teach children because Man, they're young. I listened to the Macarena the other day. That song bumps. That's still a banger. <laughs> it's still really? a good Yeah, it's a good song. Like it's not like it's not something I'd like listen to all the time, but listening to it I was like, "Oh, I get why this song was like popular not just because of the dance which was lame but the macarena is a pretty deep like the dude singing and like it's a pretty good song 
there's a million versions of it, but the one that's just the guys singing it that doesn't have the women like rapping, that one sucks. But the guy, it's Macarena's good. I, I I'll go to bat for the Macarena. <laughs> Did you listen to the, like the 14 minute version? Yeah, of course, because I had to do the dance over and over and over again. I was at a wedding. Whale, so. whale. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that was my favorite part when I was a kid. Was the ah? Yeah, it's great. A lot of a lot of like bangers had that. Mambo Number no. Five had an <laughs> ah. It had one of those. Macarena had yeah, one. Yeah, Mambo Number no. Five's ah is great. Ah. <laughs> Real good stuff. Anyway, we're losing track of what we're talking about here, which is Grandma selling a horse to the glue factory, and who's taking it to the glue factory? Well, it's Johnny's uh, favorite Dilf, James's dad, <laughs> which is not heavily featured in this movie, even though he's on the uh, poster and all the <laughs> advertisements for this movie. Like Lizzie's he's dad, this Lizzie's dad is in this movie, minutes. and Lizzie's dad is in this movie way more than James's dad. Yeah, and but James's dad is so much more hotter. I think he gets hotter though now. Like, 2016 James's dad is kind of a dink. Yeah, seeing him, I was like, I don't I don't get it. Like, I saw him and went like, I don't know, I don't see this man as a dilf the way I did in, in Hope's Legacy. And then I went back and looked at him in Hope's Legacy and went, there's the dilf I know and love. Yeah, like, he put on, like, 50 pounds of muscle between yeah. this movie and the next movie. He's yoked. <laughs> He's yoked in <laughs> Hope's Legacy. He had six years to get it together, and he did. When you work out a lot and build a bunch of muscle, does your wiener get big too? <laughs> Not to be crass. So. No, I think your wiener is what it is when you're born. <laughs> so you no. just get bigger? Like everything about you gets bigger but not your penis? Well, you're, it's not a muscle. It's like a sack of blood. So Cartilage. I, not like no no not cartilage yeah. no yeah it's like your supraspinatus tendon it's no, just a bunch of cartilage it's not it's just it's a sack of blood it's a sack of juia and it's uh <laughs> no i don't think i don't think it does get bigger <laughs> i think the only no, way it doesn't... the only way you can get it bigger is if you rig up an apparatus that you attach weights to it and then you let those weights pull on it. It's called jelking, and it stretches it out and makes it bigger for you. It's also a great way, if you're circumcised, to pull your foreskin back over and stretch your foreskin out. So, Yeah, but you get weird length with jelking. <laughs> yeah, for sure you do. And also, like, what? An, how awful would that feel <laughs> to just be uh, hanging weights off your donger? No thanks. Depends how good you are at meditation. That's why you get into meditation, so you can get into joking, mm -hmm. so you can get into weird porn circles. And if you're all head, no shaft, you're not going to have much to hold oh. on to anyway, so... Yeah, you look like a weird mushroom. You're all hat, no cattle, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Way! <laughs> so... Lizzie's on the way to Grandma's ranch, and uh, we're in the car with Lizzie's family, and immediately I'm like, that's not Lizzie's dad. I don't know who that no. guy is, but that's not Lizzie's dad. Turns out, it is Lizzie's dad, but he's played by a different actor. And as this movie mm -hmm. went on, I went, I see why they recast this guy. 
he's not a good actor. He's not good he in this at all. He is by far the worst actor in this whole movie. He stinks. He looks like he act the way he acts is like he got shot with tranquilizers right before they started filming and he's just like, "Hello, mother. How are you?" Uh, Lizzie, please, I'm so proud of you. Like, he just, he whispers all of his lines, he always sounds tired, he has no emotion, he finds out his mom is gonna lose the ranch, and he's like, oh, mom, is that true? Like, he just, he he gives nothing. He's got too big of a butt chin, the dimple in his chin is, it goes all the way to the back of his head. It's too big. So they got rid of him, they got a guy with a soul patch, and everything's better in Hope's Legacy. He is probably better than every actor in We Are the Watchers, but other than that... <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. He's still pretty bad. He's not as good as Peter Reynos, but he is He is better than uh, We Are the Watchers. He's definitely better than all of those. <laughs> You're right about that. He's better than... Uh, oh, crap. I can't remember what his name is. No, I got nothing. The Banna. Banna the Slayer. Oh, Band of the Slayer. God, that brings back some bad memories. <laughs> yeah, like that director not responding to any of our texts or emails yeah. and our tweets and just not giving us permission to watch his Banna show. It's ridiculous. Give us the time of day, Banna creator. Yeah, Banna creator. We don't even know your name. Well, anyway. Liz- so Lucy is such a bad girl. She's got a leather jacket. She's from the city. Yeah. She's not wanting any of this trip to uh, the ranch for Christmas. No. Her parents are basically getting rid of her because she's such a terrible piece of crap child. She's a bad kid. And when we first see her in this movie, I went, is she a meth addict? She looks like a meth <laughs> addict. And then I went, oh, no, no. And this is going to sound mean, and I apologize. I thought she was a meth addict. Turns out she just has teenage acne. That's all it is. Yeah. So well, with like the makeup and stuff, it made it look worse. It didn't like make it look better, right? Lady, uh, yeah, ladies, don't She's, hide your acne with makeup. Just let her buck. It's fine. Nobody's you. It looks worse when you try to hide it. Just let her buck and just oh, you got acne. Lots of people do. Don't worry about it. I'm sure there's some Picasso makeup artists out there that can make it look seamless, but they didn't have those people for this movie. No, not on this budget, they didn't. One one woman did the makeup, the uh, uh, costumes, and the set design. One one person <laughs> did all of that stuff. So her attention was split three ways. You know, you just slap on some concealer and go, good enough. And you go, it's not good like- enough. The makeup artist on Girl Meets World probably makes like a million dollars a day and can touch up those girls flawlessly. Of course. And also, like, I thought putting concealer on acne makes it worse. Doesn't it make it worse? Maybe I'm wrong. Well, you have to have the right creams. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, cream get the money, you know? Yeah. This isn't a political podcast. No. Lizzie is ignoring... Her mom is trying to talk to her, and Lizzie is ignoring her, and her fake dad is going, Lizzie... Lizzie, and then he honks the horn, and she goes, "Are you insane?" And he goes, "You're you're ignoring your mother. Respond to your mother. She's asking you a question." Lizzie is not having it. Not not at all. And when they arrive at the ranch, she will not get out of the car until they leave. No, which yeah, is weird. I don't get what that means. <laughs> it really sucks to be kicked out of your own house for Christmas. Well, we find well, out. Well, it kind of does. Yeah, I guess so. Christmas is a way bigger deal to a child than to an adult, I guess. 
Very much so. But she deserves everything, as we find out later. I mean, I guess. Like, the story she tells James is just a lie. <laughs> like, I love that <laughs> even in her moment you of, like, so? even in her moment of confession, she's lying to James. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just a lie. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No. It's a lie. It's a thousand percent a lie. But we'll get to that. Uh... They get out of the car. Her parents got out of the car, go up to the house. Lizzie's grandma walks up, grabs Lizzie's dad's face and goes, let me see this face. Do I recognize it? And I went, I don't. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> I. This is the original father. The next man is the fake father. No, he is, he's the real father. This is the <laughs> fake father. The real father is that charismatic man with the goatee in the next movie. I was I was just gonna say we need to get some uh like a girl fan base to like tell us what they think. But that's we got problematic. One. It's you and me. That's true. Listeners, I feel like a woman. I mean yeah, listeners, surprise, surprise, we're both women. Who could have guessed that? <laughs> yeah, we're using voice augmented uh software. Nope, this is our regular voices. Maybe you're using voice augmented software, but I am, this yeah. is my natural voice. I'm using one of those things that you have to hold up to your throat. <laughs> that you used to call threatening, uh, you call and threaten people with. Yeah, I call the Haiti government every day and tell them to legalize weed. Yeah, elect Wyclef Jean, please. <laughs> he He's good with taxes, so I'll give him that. Yeah, he's good with stealing money from uh, refugees. He's a really good guy, a really good man. <laughs> He did Which that is once. what you want to have in charge of your government. And he did that once like 10 years ago. Let's let it go. It's fine. <laughs> Fuji's <laughs> haven't put out anything in 20 years. Let it go. Yeah, when Haiti was at their, uh, you know, weakest, he decided to pounce. Yeah. Just like any good panther would. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he is a panther. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Lizzie's parents leave, so she can now get out of the car, I guess. I don't know what that means, but she does. Uh, her her grandma's like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And Lizzie goes, I hate nature. I'm like, oh, my God. You are gonna I be love ins- that line. <laughs> yeah, I hate nature, but I love you that line. <laughs> it wraps up her character, what they want her character to be quite well. Just, I hate nature. I hate it. What are you talking about? You got to put more, like angst and disdain in your voice when you say it you need to like scrunch it up a bit no 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 i I hate nature i hate nature you need to sound more pathetic that's better yeah that's really good one more time (laughs) i hate nature perfect (laughs) (laughs) that's how she says it too she like is in her hoodie and she like looks up under a shadowy figure and just like i hate nature <laughs> i'm cream of worm tongue i hate nature <laughs> so lizzie is such a bag to people in this movie and she's just mm-hmm. she sucks in this movie and she's so even when she's being nice she's being rude to everyone it, i don't i wish we would watch this one first because now i don't like lizzie i liked her in the last at the end of the last one i was like i like you lizzie good luck i wish you the best in this one i was like ah. Eh. Go back to doing meth. It's a teen dream, though. You're just going to be a terrible person when you're a teenager, That's and a there's nothing you can do about it. That's a very good point. Case in point, her grandma is like, ah, you know, Grandpa, 
he used to he used to do all the decorating out here and and ever since he passed you know i just haven't had the the energy to do it and lizzie goes do you miss him it's like <laughs> my dead husband yeah i miss my dead husband because <laughs> i'm gonna die soon so i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> die alone so yeah i miss my dead husband thanks for pointing that out yeah lizzie's like do you have brain cancer <laughs> No, I'm just tired. I'm just so tired all the time. All the time. <laughs> all um, I can make for supper is grilled cheese and tomato sandwiches. Tomato cheese. <laughs> tomatoes, Every uh, single day. Grilled cheese and tomato sandwiches actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Grandma has a sick pony that uh, is just is not doing well. It's a boy pony. And, of course, when you see it, you go, oh, that's hope. That's hope. Oh, lovely. I love it. It raises a lot of questions, though, because Hope is the only horse she has. Mm-hmm. So where's Legacy? <laughs> what happened to Legacy? Well, it's Hope's Legacy, so maybe Hope got out of the barn someday and fricked a, you know, maybe lady horse. Hope is a man, although I think in Hope's Legacy they refer to both of the horses as women. Pretty sure they're both female in Hope's Legacy, but doesn't matter. It matters, but we don't want to get into it because no. we'll just like hate each other for weeks. Exactly. So this horse has no name right now, and Lizzie's grandma's like, "Why don't you name it?" And she's like, "I don't know how to name a horse." And she's like, "You'll think of something." So of course we'll find out eventually what it is. Spoiler alert: It's Hope. But whatever. Yeah. Um. She the, wants. Uh, grandmother is showing infinite patience, and Lizzie's just being a bag the whole time. But like. She just laughs it off. She knows yeah. what's going on. She's a teenager. Eventually, she yeah. stops laughing it off. But for now, she's just laughing it off. It's fine. She wants yeah. Lizzie to take care of this horse. and Because the horse isn't eating. It's got colic. Uh, it's Which I I don't know what colic is. But I know babies get colic, and it makes them cry a lot. But this horse didn't yeah, cry at all. I think it has something to do with their nose or the throat. That sounds right. Yeah. It's, like, painful, I would imagine. Yeah, it's colic, baby. Yeah. So this, but this horse isn't doing well, and Grandma wants Lizzie to try to bond with it so that it'll start eating again. It doesn't trust her, so it's you know she's got to just she's got to bond with this horse to get it through this rough patch. You know, both of them are neglected, both of them are kind of abandoned, and uh, maybe maybe they got more in common than they think. And uh, spoiler alert, they do. So. And spoiler alert, it turns Lizzie into the best person possible. Oh my God. She just doesn't want to be obsessed with work like her parents are. <laughs> like, Lizzie's not a her bad kid. Her parents seem like they're very obsessed with work, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're, like, wearing... Her mom is wearing, like, a power suit and, like, power sunglasses. They're realtors, and so they got to be showing homes. It's it's two weeks before Christmas. Everyone's buying homes. They're showing so many homes at this point. Like, how busy can a realtor be two weeks before Christmas? I can't imagine that busy. I would have to assume that December and January are by far their slowest time. Nobody yeah. wants to be working, looking for a house then at all. No, God, no. It's not a good time to do it. It's too cold. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Grandma tells Lizzie that there's, her grandpa has a bunch of books that she can read. And Lizzie <laughs> is going around opening doors and closing doors and looking into dark rooms and closing doors. Finally, she comes into the kitchen and goes... I can't find any of those stupid horse books anywhere. It's like, oh. And you think it's just going to be like a small, like, I don't know. This shouldn't have been a storyline in the movie, 
but she's looking and angry about not finding these books for way too long. Yeah, furious about it. And I thought the way Grandma was talking, she's like, "Oh, your your grandpa had a whole bunch of books, just a ton. If you want to read books, there's a ton of horse books here." And I thought, like, "Oh, she means like westerns or like." The Horse Whisperer, you know, like novels about horses. I was expecting like a library full of books. When Lizzie finds the books, it's like six children's books, like picture books about horses. I'm like, so her grandpa wasn't an avid reader then. <laughs> he liked looking at pictures of horses. Wow. She definitely sets it up that there's like a library room and all Lizzie has to do is go around the corner and peek in and there's all these books, but it's like tucked in this white trunk in the corner of her bedroom and yeah. all it is is about eight books that are like like you said picture books yeah so lizzie gets these books she's flipping through them being like none of these books tell me how to raise a stupid horse i said well sure they're children's <laughs> books about like you know about a, a silly horse named silly gallop or whatever and ah, oh, <laughs> silly gallop's gotta win the big rodeo like they're just junk nothing books I, just, I don't get it. I don't get what the appeal of these books are. Oh, looking at pictures of hot horses. Well, maybe this is uh, telling us that her grandpa wasn't too bright. Like, he wasn't a smart man. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe it's telling us that her grandpa couldn't read. So he couldn't read the cancer <laughs> diagnosis he was given, and then he clearly wasn't smart enough to beat it. <laughs> Very true. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, things are lining into place. This Douglas B. Williams or whoever Maddox. directed this is a smart man. True. Uh, James arrives. Lizzie heads out to the barn with carrots and books to feed the horse books. And James arrives. He is not a hunk yet. He's he's clearly very young. <laughs> and he hasn't Disagree. figured out he hasn't figured out how to be a hunk yet. He's got all the pieces. He just hasn't pulled them all together yet. I think a big part of it is his hair. His hair is a mess in this movie. And he's not yoked like his future dad either. Well, he's definitely not yoked up. Uh, but I I thought he was the exact opposite. I thought he was a cream dream in this uh, movie. Okay, he's Like 16. when he picks up that bicycle and the the sun's in the background, he looks like James frickin' Dean. <laughs> he looks like James frickin' Franco. <laughs> That hair flowing in the wind? Oh nah. my god, if I was a teen girl. He doesn't he doesn't have it together with the hair yet. He doesn't he's not yeah. there. He's getting there, but he's not there yet. He really has got it together in Hope's legacy. But in this movie, nah. Like I said, the pieces are there, but not quite. He Well, I yes and disagree. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> he brought a gift that grandma asked him to make, but we don't see what it is, but I have a feeling it's going to be crucial to Lizzie's story. But we don't see uh, it yet. Uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, it, Lizzie is half an hour late for supper. So Grandma's like, hey, James, do you want to just eat Lizzie's supper? It's grilled cheese and tomato soup. And he goes, yeah. And just aggressively yeah. mows down a, a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> like, just biting it. Just, like, just, a, just like he's never eaten before in his life. He's like Thomas in, the, in uh, that other one. A horse's tail. For whatever that's one. <laughs> How do you not have enough bread, cheese, and soup for three people? <laughs> well, she wasn't expecting James to arrive, so she made That's supper true. for two people. But this is on a ranch. you got to have extras. You always got to expect James to <laughs> drop by for some soup and <laughs> some sandwiches. That tomato soup looked like a bowl of ketchup, and I was like, where's the hot dogs? Am I right? <laughs> 
And then Lizzie comes in, just storming Norman. Mm-hmm. You gave him my dinner? Yeah. Well, first of all, they pray. They say grace, which I really appreciated. First grace we've seen in a while. Just bless us, O Lord, for these I gifts we're about to receive from our body through Christ our Lord. Amen. And then uh, and then Lizzie comes in and is like, you gave him my su- my dinner? And Grandma goes, yeah, you're half an hour late for dinner. I told you 6 o'clock. It's 6.30. James is eating your dinner. Lizzie turns around and goes, ah! and then storms off. <laughs> like, just barks <laughs> into the house. I really That's the that way was. it goes, man. Yeah. You get so mad, you got to bark sometimes. Talk to DMX. <laughs> or uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> exactly. Our dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I keep forgetting that's our dad. <laughs> well, we haven't talked to him in a long time, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like he's, a long time. He's a real last man standing right now, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, Grandma invites James back over tomorrow. Come on back over tomorrow. I think Lizzie's going to need some help with that horse. And he's like, okay. You trying to set us up? She's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma knows what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for sure she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you notice that when the horse is sick, it looks really baked? Yeah. <laughs> I am wondering if they drugged this horse. I have it in my notes because it looks, it looks very tired and sad and sick. Like, Yeah. I think I would wager that they did drug this horse because – when we see the horse, like, once the horse recovers, spoiler alert, it eats carrots and recovers, it's full <laughs> of piss and vinegar. Like, it's, like, aggressive to the point where I'm like, I get why they went with Legacy in the next movie, because this horse is too aggressive. Like, it's it's a wild horse. They didn't tame it well. Sexually charged, too. Like, whenever they're standing beside the horse, there's a lot of, like, nudging and a lot of, like, hey, you should uh, pet me, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, look at me, Daddy. I'm a farmer. Uh, <laughs> but they drugged this horse, and I'm yeah. I'm mad. I think they did. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to say for sure, but I think I'm a, I agree with you. I think they did slip a little. You know, like Ricky Martin said, must have slipped to the sleeping pill. You know, as a white city slicker, I don't know anything about horses, but do I think they drugged this horse? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think they drugged this horse. What do you use to drug a horse? Like Hor- Tylenol? Hor- just mash up some Tylenol <laughs> Lots and put of it. it in some water? You just blow hoots in its face. <laughs> <laughs> of, like, opium? Yeah. <laughs> of cannabis. You know those opium horses? Oh, they love it. They love it. Real quick, isn't it weird that in Live in La Vida Loca, Ricky Martin just admits to getting roofied? Like, he just admits, like, I got roofied. <laughs> you know how it goes. Well, a young man in Latin America has got to expect a little roofing from once. Especially if you're trying to become, like, a music artist. Like, he says, she took my heart and she took my money. She must have slipped me a sleeping pill. Like, that's that's a creepy <laughs> sentence. Flip the genders and you got a court case on your hands, buddy. It might be a... I mean, maybe a female wrote that song. Uh, maybe that's true yeah but let's write let's why aren't we following let's follow ricky martin on twitter let's tweet at him and go hey tell us more about the story of you getting roofied by that woman what happened there <laughs> can you tell us more <laughs> outside inside out you're living la vida loca my dude we should start writing songs for ricky martin uh yeah i agree we should like yeah 
just get a hot Latin beat and start mm-hmm. just whatever. Whatever comes to our mind, I'm sure will be perfect for Ricky Martin. How much money do you think he made off living La Vida Loca? Probably a lot, I would get. Well, no. Still was, making money. But it, it was like record industry time when they were like the king of everything. So he probably didn't make nearly as much money as the record industry did off of that. EMI or whoever, you know, distributed it. Oh, they probably made a bill. He probably made like a mill. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, for sure. But then he had to tour. Uh, I don't know. That I that well first Ricky Martin album is not bad. Is it? It's not I've bad. I've never listened to it. My mom had it, and I listened. I listened to it a lot because <laughs> we didn't have a lot of CDs when, like, I was growing up. So it was just like, well, gotta listen to Ricky Martin, I guess. Your mom had it. Is yeah. that a euphemism? Uh, no, that's a fact. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you know he's from Puerto Rico? Hey, hablo anglable. <laughs> you got it. No hablo inglés. No hablo inglés. No. <laughs> He has a net worth yeah. of $120 million. Oh, my God, Ricky. What? Richard? That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's definitely a Richard uh, reaction, oh, for sure. He goes by Richard Martin now. Oh, no, please. Richard Martin? Ricky Martin was my 90s version. I'm a $120 millionaire. <laughs> I'm Richard Martin. Yeah, when he talks to his accountant, he definitely wants to be... Uh, referred to as Richard Martin. Of course, yeah. Never Dick. Don't call me Dick Martin. It's Richard Martin. Or call me Dickie Martin. Dick Martin does sound like a cool name, though. I like that. It's true. I like Dickie Martin. I like Dickie Martin more than Ricky Martin, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Ricky Dickie Martin, Dickie Martin, Dick Martin. It all works. Yep. Big Dick he, Martin. He chose a an amazing name and versatile. <laughs> he chose an amazing name. You're right. <laughs> yeah. These soy boy liberal Puerto Ricans do not, you know, go with their birth name when they become famous. Ooh, no hablo no inglés. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Early life. Enrique Martin Morales uh, oh, was in, born oh. on December 24th of 1971 wow. in San Juan, that's Puerto when, Rico. That's when grandma's uh, rent is due. <laughs> it is when grandma's rent is due. All $3,500 of it. It would have been so funny in this movie if she was like, December 24th, that's Ricky Martin's birthday. <laughs> you need me she to have. should have known. You need me to have $3,500 by Ricky Martin's birthday? Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's a great line for a movie. <laughs> we should write that down. Can somebody write that down for us? Christmas movie where people only <laughs> refer to Christmas Eve as Ricky Martin's birthday. A Ricky Martin's birthday? Are you pissed? We're having the whole family over on uh, Ricky Martin's birthday to have a nice big family dinner. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I'm really glad we know that because from now on, December 24th is only Ricky Martin's birthday as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> It really added a lot to the pod and yeah. to this episode. We went really far off track. We're 47 minutes into this episode. <laughs> this is going to be a long one. God. <laughs> now, we'll finish up. You got to have a nap this afternoon and do your thing. Yeah, that's true. I got work to do this afternoon. Um, so, uh, oh, the gift that Lizzie got 
the, the gift that James gave Grandma was a carved horse for Lizzie, a carved horse of Grandma's horse Hercules, which was, uh, and Lizzie's like, Hercules? It's like, yeah, all horses have dumb names. You're literally going to name a horse Hope. So don't act like Hercules is a dumb name. Hope is a dumb name. You hear that girl I went to elementary school with who came back with Stevie Wonder Harder Than July braids? Hope is a dumb name. <laughs> I mean, she was shaking in her little cow booties, like not a scene before thinking that she couldn't make up a name. And then she's pissing on her uh, grandmother for Hercules. Right. Maybe it looked like Hercules. Right. Yeah, it was a zero to hero. And then yeah. Lizzie gets this nice gift, and the first thing she says is, did you give him away too? It's like, Lizzie, <laughs> come on. Jeez, come on. Jesus Louises. Stop saying terrible things to your very nice grandmother. And James. She says terrible things to James later on. She's just terrible. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> but she says, I'm not a bad kid. And then she's vague about what she did. She's like, I didn't mean to do that. I just got tired of everything, and then things got bad. Well, what did you do? And then once we find out what she did, it's like weird, weird use of the phrase. I just got tired of everything. Like, what is <laughs> in the context of what you did? What is that sentence supposed to mean, Lizzie? Like, it sounds like she murdered a cop, but she definitely <laughs> didn't murder a cop. No, agreed. Uh, I have this line in my notes here. Hope eats a carrot. What the frick? Why am I crying? <laughs> it was very emotional when uh hope ate that carrot it was i felt like i wasn't i wasn't crying crying but my eyes welled up and i was like oh come on what the frick <laughs> there was a lot of histamine in there and um i'm anti i don't think histamine gets in there <laughs> i'm anti it all right <laughs> so the Hope is eating carrots. Hope is, is on the road to recovery. Huzzah. Grandma's like, Lizzie, grab my mail for me. So Lizzie grabs the mail, and there's something in the mail marked final notice. So she just rips open her grandma's mail and reads it. That's a federal crime, Lizzie. You're going to federal prison now. <laughs> and she does. And she does. For the rest, a year. The rest of this movie is her in jail. As a 16-year-old, they send her to the big house upstate. Yeah, with Medea. <laughs> oh my god, don't tease me, bro. That sounds great. <laughs> I thought it might get you a little torqued. It did, fully torqued. Oh my god. Um, turns out Grandma took out a loan on the property to pay for her friends who were in a tough situation. Like, she's she, she took out a loan on her big ranch and then gave the money away to people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Grandma... Why would you do that? <laughs> That's a, well, there was early frost, Zachariah. What was she to do? Wait till next year when it'll be fine. Like, that's what farming's all about. Sometimes you have an early frost. Oh, my friend fell and broke her hip. Well, don't take out a lien on your house to pay for her hip. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's crazy, Grandma. I wonder what James did with the money. He probably, like, got yoked or maybe got himself, like, a Mercedes, got a divorce. <laughs> James? The 16-year-old? Yeah. No, James's father. Oh, James's father. Oh, please, Phil. You're talking about Phil? Yeah, Philip. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his family needed it for. Uh, probably a Mercedes. That's true. Yeah, a big Mercedes tractor. <laughs> 
all chromed out. Oh, sick. That's spinners. awesome. Heated seats, moonroof. That's sick. I love Heated it. Heated seats. Heated steering wheel. Oh, <laughs> the top of the class. Heated seats. Heated seats. Heated seats. Heated seats. <laughs> There's got to be a way, Grandma. What the heck, grandmother? Yeah, the bank wants to knock down my ranch and turn it into a subdivision. Way out here in the country. I, I mean, I guess, but fine. I mean, they could do that, or they could just sell the ranch for millions of dollars and make a stupid profit off of you because you can't pay this loan. Or you could sell the ranch for millions of dollars and pay off that loan. How much could that loan be worth if your monthly payment inflated is $3,500? Like, that's not a lot. I mean, that is a lot. It seems like a lot of money, but like how how long of a loan did you take out if your monthly payment, again, inflated is $3,500? So her 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 payment is probably around $2,000 a month, if I had to guess. Yeah. So, or maybe 2500 at the most. How much is that loan? It's not millions of dollars. Just seems weird to me. Grandma, it doesn't make sense. Well, take a couple of your fringe acres, sell them to a sex cult, and pay yeah. off the loan. Amen, brother. Amen to that. Or just... Yeah, but like a teenager can't think of that because she doesn't know what sex cults are yet. Exactly. Yeah, so she's perfect for a sex cult. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't want to make that connection, for but it. I did think... <laughs> um, so, uh, I, at this point I have the note, Grandma is so much better than Grandmother. Like, <laughs> Grandma is a real person. Glammother is a classic case of, like, wacky sequel character. Where they're just like, ah, let's become detached from reality and put this nonsense character in here. This movie is rooted in reality. Glammother is from another friggin' dimension. So, Glammother, you stink. I don't, I'm not on board with you anymore, Diane Cannon. Yeah, the grandmother in this, like, it looks and feels like she grew up on a ranch. She's a true ranch hand. Yep, and she loves her granddaughter. She's always pulling her hair, tugging on her hair, telling her how much she loves her, tugging her hair. (laughs) Yeah, she tugs her hair a lot, especially when she's sleeping in the barn, which is weird. But the the grandmother, she's hard as stone when she needs to be. Mm -hmm. Well, she kind of crosses the line and becomes a little bit of a Captain Blood there for a moment, but (laughs) she's uh, she's also sweet as pie. Yep. She's got a heart of steel. Yeah. But balls like um, a seal? Oh, I was setting you up to say, uh, oh, I think she's got a heart of gold. (laughs) Nah. I lofted it up for you, and you went, what yeah, game are really we playing? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, well, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. You live and you learn. You live and you lose, you know? Uh, <laughs> Lizzie's in the barn. She turns around, and James is right behind her, like, smelling her hair. That's how close he was. <laughs> Bro. And not the first time. Not the last time this happened. <laughs> no. It also, is the first time. It's a barn. Like, how did she not hear him crunching up behind her? There's, like hay all over the ground he just sneaks in like a like a little ninja and sneaks up behind her yeah he's a very sneaky dude just like the uh, guy in mr deeds (laughs) 
That's right, yeah. The image of your horrible foot will haunt my dreams forever. <laughs> Beautiful line. So eloquent. Maybe the funniest part of that movie. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I like the stupid um, uh, greeting cards. I don't remember Mr. Deeds at all. I do remember Steve Buscemi going, oh, I was talking to that squirrel over there, and then it's a mountain goat or whatever. Yeah, and then he gets a Ferrari. Yeah, and then they sing Major Tom in the helicopter. <laughs> That's how you make money. Sorry, Space Oddity, not Major Tom. It's called Space Oddity. Oh. God. Dizzy Miss Lizzie over here. I know. Uh, Lizzie is like, James is like, can I help you with anything? Like, you know, your grandma said you might need some help with the horse. And Lizzie goes, I don't need your help. Leave. It's like, Lizzie, <laughs> like, just rein it in a little bit. You're so mean to everyone. That's teenage life when you're a, you're a young lady. But, like, as soon as he leaves, she goes and runs and gets him to yeah. come back because she's, immediately. She figures out a way to use him. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, oh. She is being selfish throughout this whole movie, and James finally calls it on her later. Yeah, eventually, but yeah. So she's like, all right, James, I need your help. Can you help? Can you train a horse to, like, horse jump? And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And she's like, great, come with me. And then they go into the house, and she's like, James is going to help us train this horse. James, go and get all the extra decorations from your parents' house, and then go to every other farm in the neighborhood and get all their extra decorations, too. And he goes, okay, and leaves. She just starts bossing James around, and not once does she say please to him. She's just, go do it. And he's like, okay, I'll get on my bicycle and go collect decorations from everybody. And then when he gets the decorations, uh, it's like in his backpack, and she's looking through it, and it's like, oh, is this it? Just leftovers? <laughs> she's not even yeah. appreciative when he gets all these stupid uh, decorations just so she can, like, decorate uh, the ranch for herself for Christmas. Also, like, where are your grandma's decorations? Grandma told yeah. you that grandpa used to decorate every room in the house. Did she sell those decorations? Where are they? And also, you told James to get the extra decorations, and so he brings you the extras, and you go, oh, just the leftovers. Yeah, I did exactly <laughs> what you told me to a T, and you didn't even say thank you or please, and I'm falling in love with you. <laughs> That's how you fall in love. When somebody is mean to you, that's why nagging works. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I thought James had read the game. Lizzie's read the game. She knows what it's all about. And you asked him to help uh, you with uh, the horse. There was no discussion about having to decorate your house. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Do it. Do it, James. Uh, can you help me with my horse? Yes. Okay, go get decorations for me now. Are we going to decorate your horse? No, it's from my grandma's house. Uh oh. Idiot. Okay. <laughs> um, you just got nagged by the best. That's James. right. She's peacocking with a scarf right now. <laughs> so, okay. So what I love about all these horse movies we've watched is that every horse movie, we learn a new horse thing, right? We learn a new horse mm -hmm. event. We've learned horse jumping we've learned horse vaulting we've learned uh dressage kind of this movie we learn how to train a horse how to horse jump it was very exciting just a new new thing to add to our cap a new feather for our cap it was just i don't know i i liked all the training stuff with the horse and how to now i now i feel like i could train a horse to horse jump 
Yeah, between the uh, what do they call that? The saddle and uh, yep. the logs of wood that you have to walk them over. I feel like we could train a horse to jump. Oh, you're talking about the X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, to, here's how you train a horse how to horse jump. You you set up three logs on the ground. You walk the horse through them. So the horse has to step over the logs, and you got to make sure he steps over them. And then you do that a bunch of times, and then you hold onto the reins, and you and the horse run, and you and you run over all of the logs, and the horse has to run over each log, like stepping over them. And then uh, you can go to the X, which is t- uh, two big logs in in the cups on the poles, and they cross, and then the horse you run the horse, and you jump over the X, and then the horse jumps over the X after you, and then your horse is ready to compete. Bingo, bango, bongo. I don't want to leave the jungle. You're done. Yeah, that's all you need. All Once you, need. you have a horse that is willing to go over sticks of wood, you have them trained for life. <laughs> that's it. Trained to be your wife. <laughs> and then you just progressively, over years and years, uh, get bigger jumps, mm-hmm. and you make millions of dollars horse jumping, obviously. Mm, you make thousands of dollars, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the most amount of money you could make in horse jumping is millions. The probably the I love that they talk about the competitions as if like yeah we'll just win these competitions and get thousands of dollars and save the farm when it's like yeah. well there's no guarantee you're gonna win these competitions and there's no guarantee you'll get any money from even doing them so what's your backup plan just keep doing competitions I don't know. <laughs> Well, then, once you start winning competitions, then the horses start coming in, and then the trainers start coming in, and then bingo, bango, bongo, you got yourself a legacy. Exactly. Ooh, there you go. Nice. I like that. Maybe legacy is Hope's daughter. I doubt it, though. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking, but uh, I mean, who's going to be female enough to deal with horses or Hope's junk? Exactly. Well, and once you once you have a winning horse, you can sell that spum for big bucks. So that's where yeah, the real all money the years is. in the world. Sell it to some sheiks over in Abu Dhabi, and then now you're laughing at that point. <laughs> I wonder what dealing with sheiks is like. Probably pretty cool. Probably probably really cool. They fly in on helicopters. It's like got to be the coolest thing ever to deal with sheiks. We'll never know. Maybe we will just gold trimmed uh private planes heck yeah oh yeah and like robes oh so decadent Those grapes she- grapes oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. like she- when i think sheiks i think grapes is yeah, that wrong when i think sheiks i think of treating women like objects is that wrong yeah. i i'm Ow. grapes first treating women like objects <laughs> bingo yep exactly <laughs> I remember when the WWE went to Saudi Arabia the first time, and there was a commercial during the big event where it was literally the commercial was, hey, world, we let women drive in our country now. Isn't that great? Look how progressive we are. Women can drive a car. Their husband has to be in it, but they can drive a car now. Isn't that amazing? It's like, wow. That's progress, Congratulations, baby. guys. You're so progressive. This is not a political podcast. No, we hate politics. We do. We hate it. Uh... Grandma's tired and slowing down. No wonder she died. I have that note. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) A couple of times, it sounds like. (laughs) For real. So Lizzie and James are, like, 
flirting and getting to know each other. They're laying down on the hay together. They've known each other for like one and a half days, but they're laying shoulder to shoulder on the hay when it's like, come on, come on. I need that's too intimate for a couple of teens on hay. Oh my God. uh, No, too charged. But we find out why Lizzie's here and why Lizzie's a bad kid, why her parents think she's a bad kid. She was drinking with some friends. And this is this is the lie that she tells James. I was drinking with this some friends. This is fr- the truth. No. I was drinking with some friends, and then we all fell asleep, and then my house was on fire. <laughs> like, okay. Sure. How did your house just light on fire, Lizzie? <laughs> like, Well, obviously they were drinking with some candles, because that's what people do. She didn't they, say that. They, she doesn't say that. Or maybe they got a fire going. And she doesn't were, like, say that. Sit- Sitting on a bearskin rug with some wine? She doesn't say that. She says we were drinking, we all fell asleep, and then we woke up to my living room on fire. (laughs) It's like, well, there's a couple of steps missing in there. Say that you were smoking darts in the living room and you fell asleep with a dart in your mouth or something like that. (laughs) I think it's 100% the truth. Have you ever made whoopee on a bearskin rug? I've never even seen a bearskin rug in person. So, oh, no. Okay. Have you? Um, that must have been somebody else that told me that. That's got to be so disrespectful to that dead bear. <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, brings a lot of life to that bear. I mean, what if, you, if, uh, if you wear a it, child is boarded? Well, then that child will be hairy as heck, and his name will be Peter Reynos, and he'll be Greek and hairy. What if the bear is Greek? Then, yeah, for sure, go for it. What if it's uh, from Saudi Arabia? Then no, bears don't exist in Saudi Arabia. It's a desert country. The wrong kind of bears live in Saudi Arabia. What is the wrong kind of bear? <laughs> uh, they got to look to them. They've probably been like <laughs> captive for their whole lives, and their oh. generations before them have been captive oh. and live in those like metal zoos. Oh. You're probably right. <laughs> That's true. Wrong kind of bear. They live on a chain attached to a sheik's arm, and they're trotted out at parties. So sad. You took it here. I didn't take it here. Yeah. So Lizzie lies. Lizzie lies to James. She lies to James and says that she fell asleep while drinking, and her living room caught on fire. But luckily, just the living room burned, so it's all good. Also, she got suspended from school because she was skipping classes a lot. And James is like, "Boy, I've never even had detention." Well, James is a real goody two-shoes, and she should slap him in the face and never talk to him again. But he's helping out with the horse, so what are you going to do? Exactly. You need you need a, someone to boss around. Yeah. So, uh, Grandma's got the tree set up. It's packed full of decorations to the point where you can't even see that there's a tree underneath it. And she's like, whew, I didn't know how much hard... I forgot how much hard work this is. It's like, just put less stuff on the tree. That's a lot and of And get stuff. a doctor's appointment because something is wrong. <laughs> nah, she's just old and slowing down and dying. Whatever. Happens to all of us. We're all going to die, Johnny. She barely looks 60. That's true. I mean, she looks 69 if you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Can you explain that to me? Uh, she looks like if I had to guess her age, I'd say it's 69. <laughs> but in her heart. Exactly. She's in her heart. Her heart is dying. <laughs> in her heart, the muscles are weakening and slowing down. Yeah, she's 69 heart in heart years. Exactly. 
when Grandpa died, Grandma was so mad at God at first. But then she's not mad at him anymore. She's forgiven God. She knows she'll see her husband again soon. So she's not mad at God. More God talk. I love it. Yeah, it, it injects a little bit more God than the last movie. Yeah. Then we get to my least favorite scene in the movie where Grandma and Lizzie are eating a chicken pot pie together. This scene, Lizzie's eating in this scene bothered me so much. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. I did not like it at all. So Grandma is praying silently, saying grace silently, blesses the Lord for these I gifts we're about to receive from our body through Christ our Lord. Amen. And then Lizzie is just like holding her fork over her pie, just staring at Grandma, waiting for her to stop praying so she can just devour this food. But the way Lizzie is eating is so off-putting. She'll take a, take the food on the fork, puts the food in her mouth, and then bites down on the fork with her teeth and then pulls the fork out from between, like between her teeth to take the food off of it. Use your lips. Like she needs to take a uh, eating acting class, I think. She needs to take a freaking etiquette class. <laughs> as soon as like she has one of her bites, she takes the fork and starts like scraping her pie with her Ugh. fork for some reason. Ugh. Like it's it's I've never seen anybody eat like this except for maybe like Bill Gates or just just tink like just biting the fork and pulling it out <laughs> from between her teeth. So your lips are for Lizzie. Don't just Yeah, her her lips are all bleeding and stuff and Her lips are not a... even closed. They're just uh like up so you can <laughs> see her teeth biting the fork. Like what is wrong with you? Yuck. Horrible and just devouring this pie. Just <laughs> Ugh, ugh, I hated it. I hated watching this scene. It bothered me so much. This should have been the point in the movie where things go wrong, and it does. And she bites the fork too hard and chips all her teeth. (laughs) And now her parents can't pay for her new teeth, and that's why they need to uh, raise some money. Exactly. Um, So, Hope is like a very aggressive horse. Like, just slamming his head into Lizzie. Like, just ramming it into her. And she's like, hey, calm down now. <laughs> and you can tell that, like, she's like, hey, calm down now. <laughs> Guys, can hey, we, does anyone have any weed we can blow in this horse's face to calm it down a little bit? Can we go with those drugs from the beginning of the movie and inject <laughs> this horse again? Like a half dose. Just enough that his eyes are still wide open and full of life, but his body is tired and he can't headbutt me as hard as he was. This is a horny teen horse. You you just got to expect it. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh oof. <laughs> You okay? No, that iced Did you coffee. Just get heart cancer. That iced coffee is not sitting well. It's uh I bet something was wrong with it. I should not have drank it, but my guts are churning <laughs> right now. They don't feel very good. But that's what do you yeah, expect Zachariah- from Zachariah took his first sip of this uh, iced coffee and was like oh this is gross and then he just took another sip right away (laughs) well I needed the energy it was fuel (laughs) yeah worth it James comes over to grandma's house carrying a box of decorations like riding his bicycle holding a box of decorations under one arm pretty impressive considering the other arm like he's holding it with his right arm so his left arm is on the handlebars holding on to the front brakes so if he has to stop suddenly he's going arse over tea kettle over those handlebars 
Yeah, but you do that a lot when you're a kid. I used to do the stupidest stuff on my bike and just pray to the Lord Jesus Christ what's that th- I wouldn't go over the bars. What's the stupidest thing you did on your bike as a kid? Oh, probably like, ah, it's too sexually charged. Yeah, I got a girl pregnant. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I I was imagining there was a girl there. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but James is so giddy to see Lizzie, and honestly, it's very cute. Young love, it's, it's cute to see. He just he really has got a crush on her, even though she's been nothing but horrible to him the entire time he's known her. There's a little bit more intimacy between them this uh, movie, even oh. though, like, well, Lizzie's not really into it, but James sure is doing <laughs> his part. Yeah, like, seeing this movie and then the next movie, it was like, yeah, they seem way more like a couple in this movie. In the next movie, yeah. they have no chemistry. In this movie, they've got a lot of chemistry. James keeps going, into me I see. And she keeps going like, tickle, tickle, break the pickle, you know? Yeah, he keeps showing her his third eye, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> Lizzie's looking at the farm. She goes, I could get used to this. And James goes, yeah, me too. But he's looking at Lizzie. Oh, young love. isn't this a beautiful sight? It is. I love it. Oh, I love young love. I just, I love, I just love being in love. Just love love, you know? Yeah, I love love. Exactly. We love love, and we want you to love love too. <laughs> uh, they're like commiserating over like stuff, and he goes, uh, yeah, I'm the only one left at home too. And she goes, you're an only child as well? And he goes, no. I said I'm the only one <laughs> left at home implying everyone else left and I'm the only one there still there's an implication within my sentence that I am not the only child you gross only child yeah you creep Uh, so Lizzie realizes that he's really good at carving horses and she's like you should monetize your hobbies and, and ruin them for yourself you should do that and he's like that's not a bad idea maybe I should hey little lady that's a good idea I mean, they are beautiful wooden horses. Just absolutely gorgeous. Cherry red. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then Grandma comes into the barn, and she's, like, pissed about something. She's like, I need, I need, to, see Hor- I need to see Hope uh, perform. And Lizzie's like, well, I just, just got her settled down. She's all ready to go to sleep. We'll get her unsettled down. I need to see her perform now. I need to see if she can do these, <laughs> these fences now. And Lizzie's like, well, she's not ready to do the fences. And Grandma's like, well, she's going to have to do it now. He's like, okay, <laughs> I guess I see where Lizzie gets it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where Captain Blood comes out. Yep. And, like, Lizzie's just starting to get comfortable at this ranch. She's just starting to create this bond with this horse. And, like, crazy Grandma just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> But it turns out the bank called her and they're like, we're going to steal your ranch now. She's like, oh, God, we got to get this horse competition ready. Luckily, Hope is ready. He walks over the X. So I guess that means he's ready. That's all it takes. So he, Yahweh, Slow motion. Yep. Great horse jump sound. I feel bad for the actress playing Lizzie because they just make her run a lot and she's clearly very out of breath. And so it's her just being like, how, how's that? Like, genuinely. You did it, Hope. Yeah, I did it. You did it. Great job, Hope. 
But Lizzie wants to stay on the ranch until she's until Hope is done training. And Grandma's like, I would love that. And her parents later on are like, of course you can stay on the ranch until Lizzie's or until Hope's done training. Who yeah. cares that you're in grade 10? We'll just take you out of school. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, they're so happy they don't have to take their child back. <laughs> yep. So then the bank shows up. And they're looking at the barn, and they're showing it to people, including the actual director of this movie, who is the judge in the next movie. And Grandma's like, what the frick are you doing? And they're like, you haven't paid us for six months. So we're taking your farm. Like, unless you give us $3,500 by Ricky Martin's birthday. And she's (laughs) like, Ricky Martin's birthday? It's like on Monday. But that you mean December 24th, Ricky Martin's birthday? (laughs) Them's the breaks. How dare you? (laughs) So, she's like, I don't know, I guess... Of course, I mean, the bank closes at 1 p.m. for Ricky Martin's birthday. They don't want to be open the whole day. No, 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 they have to honor Ricky Martin's birthday, so they only work a half day on Ricky Martin's birthday. Exactly. Exactly. So, Grandma's like, well, I guess we're just going to take the ranch. I guess that's it. I give up. And Lizzie's like, (laughs) why wouldn't you just ask my parents for money? It's $3,500. I guarantee they could give you that. They're realtors working up to and on including ricky martin's birthday so they've got money don't even worry about like it's thirty five hundred dollars like that's yeah that's not an insurmountable amount of money no especially when you own a million dollar ranch just go to like a bank in china and ask them for like another crazy loan yeah give me 70 trillion yen all right and i'll pay for this ranch come on come on I'll do the conversion and everything. <laughs> Lizzie's mad, though. Everyone's mad at this point. And uh, they're, like, Lizzie and her grandma are just screaming at each other in the kitchen, like just like, I'm not going to let them take your farm. And grandma's like, Lizzie, stop yelling at me. <laughs> like, they're just, and so they just storm out. Lizzie storms out, goes to the barn. James comes out and is like, Lizzie, like, what the frick are you doing? And she goes, this is all your family's fault. Your pathetic, poor family, James. It's like, damn. That's brutal. I think you probably should have said the real F word there. That deserved it. Because what the frick is she doing? What the frick is she doing? But it's Christ- It's a Christian movie, so he's going to say frick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's going to say frick, and that's going to carry a lot of weight behind it. Because you know what he really wanted to say. Yeah, he really wanted to be a bad boy for once. Oh, yeah. But James rightly calls Lizzie out at this point. He goes, you're being mm-hmm. so mean and selfish. Because of your temper, we like we had a good thing going here. We were getting along. You and your grandma were getting along. And because of your temper, you're ruining everything. Your grandma is in the house alone, dealing with this alone because you're out here sulking about it selfishly. And Lizzie just goes, get out of my life. I don't want to see you ever again. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he he really tells her what's going on and how it is. And her poor grandma is just is going to lose everything because she tried to help uh, all the ranches around her and she doesn't know what to do. It, Ricky Martin's birthday, she was going to take off. She didn't want to deal with anything. She was going to decorate the house and live, living La Vida Loca. But now she has to worry about this. Yeah. And you're not helping at all. You're not helping at all. And so Grandma comes out to console Lizzie, and Lizzie's being a total bag to her. So Grandma goes, all right, I'm going to go inside now. And Lizzie goes, I don't care where you go. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you're a guest. You're a guest out here on the farm, Lizzie. Don't forget that. 
I was a pretty terrible teenager, but I never told my parents I don't care where you go. Right? Rude. I probably did, actually. Nah, I don't think you did. You're, you weren't a spoiled little 17-year-old. Eh. Like, Lizzie's mad because Grandma might have to sell hope. She's like, I might have to sell hope in order to, like, cover these bills. And Lizzie's like, what? You can't sell hope? It's, it's not your horse. You didn't, like, just because you're trained, you don't have any, like... You you don't own this horse, so you don't get to, to you don't get to dictate what Grandma does with it. It's either sell the horse or lose everything. So I guess we're selling the horse. Ooh, whoops. Ooh. <laughs> Deal with it, little girl. Right? No. But Grandma starts liquidating stuff from the farm. A bunch of Hutterites come and take away all the like poles. <laughs> She's like, thanks, all right. Yeah, that's the one thing that happens is that they take one of the training poles. <laughs> and Grandma's like, get oh, rid of something else. Oh no, one of my training poles. What? What can I do? We still have two more. Oh. Yeah. She, she gets crumpled to her knees because they're taking away one also, of the training poles. Like, also for two hundred dollars, you could make another one. <laughs> they're just. Yeah. It's just a pole. <laughs> like you could buy it. Go to Home Depot. Chop down a tree, one of your millions of trees on your property. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. Lizzie wakes up in the barn the next morning and sees she's got the horse that James made her, and she goes, oh, I've got an idea. I'm going to exploit James and save my grandma's farm. I'm going to exploit everybody in this community and uh, get some money. <laughs> yeah. So she runs into the house and is like, Grandma, I've got an idea how to save the farm. Let's turn it into a Christmas ranch. And Grandma goes, Christmas market. A Christmas market on the Christmas ranch. So <laughs> They should have called this movie Christmas market. <laughs> it would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> Although, like, throughout this whole thing, you'd be like, market? Where's the market? What's happening? I don't see no market. We're on a ranch. Christmas market. <laughs> and she doesn't know how markets work. You don't get a people bunch of people to sell their wares and then you get all the money well but you do if your grandma gave all the community a lot of money and now she's calling in all the favors and she's like give me all yeah. your shit for free and I'm gonna sell it and I'm not censoring that hard ass that I dropped there I think you said ship uh, I didn't but I and thank you for trying to get me <laughs> out of it but I'm not censoring it either because that's how that's uh, how worked up I am about grandma man I tried <laughs> I did say ship you're right uh <laughs> No, you said shit. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to censor that one. <laughs> censor that one, yeah. That's a good call. So Grandma's going to call in every favor she has, and they're going to turn the barn into a Christmas market tomorrow and then somehow get a lot of people to come to it somehow. Yeah. And then... This close to Ricky Martin's birthday. Oh, days away from Ricky Martin's birthday. Maybe yeah. even just like two days away from Ricky Martin's birthday. All the gifts yeah. are bought. Maybe people want to buy more gifts. Maybe people want to buy a squash. I don't know. I'm glad you said the SH at the end of the squash. <laughs> well, this isn't Black River Horse Camp, so can't exactly. be dropping words like that. I also did some research. Apparently, that's not a bad word. That's like a good word. I don't care what they say. It's bad. That's right. As two white women, we decide that that is a bad word females mm -hmm. women w-o-m-y-n thank you very much hope's legacy <laughs> christmas ranch 
<laughs> so, we should come up with a ranch and call it Christmas Ranch. I love it. And then it. we could have Christmas Ranch all year. Change That's the tagline. Change our names to Christmas Jones and own Christmas Ranch. <laughs> and say, I thought Christmas only came once a year. We're, we're coming yeah, all we'll year. Yeah, we'll stand at the gates and point to our sign. <laughs> and just go. And as everybody comes in. We'll just go, we're coming all year. And go, huh? <laughs> what does that mean? Check out our glue factory. <laughs> Christmas Ranch. I thought Christmas only came once a year. Here comes the glue. <laughs> and it's just a barn, and you see a horse going in, and then you see an Elmer's glue thing at the end. One bottle. Coming out of the barn. Mm-hmm. Oh, twist the cap on that. We don't want this horse to dry out. <laughs> so they have the Christmas market. A bunch of people, a bunch of extras show up and look directly into the camera as they walk towards the barn, which is very distracting. Just multiple shots of extras and all, peop, at least one person in every shot looking right into the camera. Just yeah. rookies. Everybody's looking right into the camera. Like It's like the director or nobody told anybody not to look into the camera. Well, in their defense, though, the director is jingling keys over the camera. So how yeah. did you not look at that? Well, he was a baby photographer for most of his life, and then he turned into uh, making a horse movie. Man, speaking of photographers, James's hunky Dilf dad is back taking photos. <laughs> He's taking photos. What a weird line. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, I forget what he says exactly, but well, he's like, he oh, says, man, it's so good to be taking pictures again. No, it's says, been a while. Feels good to take pictures. He says good. it's been a while too. He does say it's been a while. It's been a while, but like, he's he's taking pictures of people with Santa. He's got his camera on a tripod, but he's holding the tripod, <laughs> so it's not even like the photos aren't the same. They're just all like he's just <laughs> holding onto the tripod. <laughs> just hold onto the camera, then. Are you holding onto the tripod? <laughs> uh, only God knows that is for sure. Yeah, Do you exactly. think there was a like subplot? with him being a photographer and struggling with his photography. Do you think there's a prequel to this movie that's all about James's dad and his photography business? Yeah, I don't know if we want to look into that though. What are the that odds? It seems of like that? it might be rated R. I'm looking into that. <laughs> he does <laughs> he does doudoir photography. <laughs> like wouldn't that just be a creepy uh sequel? I could <laughs> see uh Dwayne as Pumpkins doing something like that. Douglas B. Maddox, you mean? Yeah, that's the one. That's a weird name. That can't be a real name. This guy looks soft, too. He looks like a soft person. Yeah, he looks like a Pillsbury Dough Man. That's true. No, there isn't any... There isn't a prequel to this. I'm sorry. Dang it. Dang it. Gosh dang it. I'm so mad about it. Dang it? Dang it. Dang it. Can't hardly... Dang it, dang Bobby. It. Should we say dang it and wrap this up? Well, I'm looking to see if Ken Arnold is in any other movie that's a prequel to this. Who's uh, Ken Arnold? That's the guy whose nudes you looked up last episode. <laughs> oh, he's in a movie called Where Boy, Hope Grows. did I ever. No. Me and the wife got into a very heated argument over one of the pictures I found. What do you mean? <laughs> explain. Explain. Well, I was surprised that she didn't like it. And she kept thinking that I thought that was the epitome of uh, uh, male sexuality, 
which I don't know where she got that from, but I just was surprised that she didn't like it because he is a beast of a man. He is soft, though. So Is it the one that uh, you sent me where it's just a guy yeah. with his jeans open and his donger just hanging out of the fly? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Such a weird... Women's... Having seen plenty of, like, pornography for men, I seeing yeah. pornography for women or gay men is just like... I don't. What's the appeal of just a fly open with a donger hanging out of it? It's just like take your pants off, buddy. I guess jeans, hunky tight <laughs> jeans. I guess I get that, but just it's kind of yeah, weird. Yeah, this was probably taken in the eighties. He had like lamb chops on his face, so well, I don't like, think it was like a recent photo. When it's for Colt, which is like a men's like a like a men's nude magazine. And they also make, like, nude playing card decks. You can get Colt playing card decks of naked men. Ooh. Ooh, wait. Ah. Now I know what I'm getting my mother-in-law for Christmas. Well, and your birthday was yesterday, and I didn't even think to get you a pack of Colt's nude men playing cards. I could have. How would you have arranged that in time? The sheer mechanics of it are mind-boggling. I guarantee there's... I know there's, like, an adult novelty store in the city here. I guarantee if I'd have gone to them, they would have had Colt's playing cards. I guarantee it. Nah. Nah. All right, well, fine. So Lizzie's dad is Santa, and he's like, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm Santa Claus. He's just totally muted, just not a good Santa. Hope is a horse with antlers, and they're like, that's Santa's reindeer. And people are like, Santa doesn't have a horse. And they're like, well, he does now, so deal with it. I would have never trusted her father with a Santa costume. He's got... I I hate to, you know, uh, throw a wide swath at all uh, middle-aged men yeah. that look this way, but he had, like, a Jared from Subway vibe. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Like, he's a, a hero is what you're saying. He lost a lot of weight. He was a big man. Now he's a little <laughs> man. He's a hero. I get what you're saying. <laughs> right? That's what yeah, you mean. Yeah, you could say something like that. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, I had to fart. They make enough money. They do it. They make enough money to cover several payments, which is At least. At least several payments. And it turns out James's hobby that he monetized made the most amount of money. So that's pretty dope. There were very evocative horse uh, carvings. Oh, yeah. He, He carved all the veins in them. (laughs) <laughs> That's what he's known for is his vein work. <laughs> and then the movie ends on this line. Grandma, uh, Lizzie is going to stay out on the ranch with Grandma for a while. And they go, yeah, who cares about school? Train horses, whatever. And Grandma goes, you've taught me something. Hope. It's believing. And then the movie <laughs> ends. <laughs> That's what I got out of this movie, too. She's right. Hope. It's believing. Hope it's Christmas Ranch. Johnny, what did you think of Christmas Ranch? Uh, I actually quite enjoyed it. Yeah. I'm loving uh, Cowgirl Summer. Oh, man. Like, I, I knew I would enjoy it, but the amount I'm enjoying it is kind of crazy. Also, these there's no stakes in these movies. They're as simple as tales can get. And I usually beg on movies for not having any stakes and not drawing me in. But I couldn't give a care in these uh, movies whatsoever. I'm just I'm just there for the ride. I love the ranches. Uh, I'm having a great time, and I thought this was a decent flick. 
How I'm about with, you? I'm with you, man. I loved it. I don't uh, I like I don't I don't hold these movies to the same standard I hold other movies. To me, does it check the boxes of a horse girl movie? If it does, then it's a good movie. Let's see. This movie has horses. It has cowboy hats. It has ranch life. It has uh, a young hunky ranch hand that the main girl falls in love with. It has a girl being sent away from her family to go live with a different part of the family on their ranch to teach her life lessons. And she learns those life lessons. It ticks so many boxes. And I guess now we can add competitive horse stuff onto that list. Because every horse girl movie we've watched has had competitive horse stuff. So it's it's always, oh, there's a problem. We need to save this place. We need to save this summer camp. We need to save this ranch. We need to save this farm. How are we going to do it? Use the horse. Great. The end. We did it. So, Although... They didn't use the horse whatsoever during the uh, horse market or yeah, the uh, Christmas market. Yeah, they did. They're like, it's the well, it's Santa's horse. Oh, it's Santa's horse. And I thought they were going to make a show of her. Yeah, well, Lizzie does say like, Hope will be the centerpiece of the whole thing, and he's not really. <laughs> he's no. just he's just in the background of the Santa photos, being held on a tight rein by Lizzie's mom. <laughs> Which does make sense. Yeah. That is continuity personified. Exactly. So I give this movie 10 Yahweh's out of 10. And uh, can't wait to see what we're going to do next week. Yeah, I don't think a movie this summer is going to be below 10. And if it does, it's going to have to be pretty terrible or really good. <laughs> yeah, we might get an 11. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Until next week, though, I love you. I love you. And we, we love, love you. The best thing about being a teen girl is getting to, to see a big horse donger. Yeah, there are no the horse dongers in this. Even though it's even though there's male horses, we don't change. see any. We don't. I'm gonna turn this up. We can't. We don't see any no horse dongers in this. And we looked. We looked with vigor. Oh yeah, closely with a microscope, just examining every frame of, of scene, and we see nothing. That's where you get the best blue. Man, I feel like a cowgirl. This is our summer theme song.